welcome to the Church in the Peak podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, visit churchinthepeak.org. Now, a lot of people over the last couple of weeks have been down to the building to see all the building work that's being done. Graham and Phil are going to come and share with us a bit more about that. Okay, it's been an important time really to uh, just, as we go through this kind of building development, and uh, for us as a church, it's unique, we've never been this way before, so we're learning along the way, and it's really important to us, particularly as elders, that we are taking the church with us on a journey, and so we want to bring you really up to date, you've had opportunity to see that, I hope you took that opportunity and got down there to see the progress what's been happening, but also we want to bring you up to date where we are in terms of how we've been managing that, how we've been managing financing that, and where we're up to in that. So Graham's really project managing this uh, with Justin, but Graham's very much done the design, and there's been some alterations along the way, inevitably, as building work goes, and Graham's going to just come and talk us through some of those things and where we're up to, and then I'll come back on afterwards. Hi, me again. You've seen me for the last couple of weeks at various points. But um, I think yeah, a good, good majority of you have probably been down to building, so that will certainly help as I talk through this. But before we go any further, I thought I'd introduce you to the two new logos. Um, yeah. Um, so one's for the lime tree, so that's the, the brand for the building. Um, obviously, uh, helpfully follows brand colours already have for Church in the Peaks. Uh, and then Jigsaw have also got a new logo. Uh, those two have done, been done first because obviously the buildings um, uh, follow uh, those designs. Um, so you'll see them more and more as we, as we progress and some others will come in line too. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take you through a few categories um, and give you the headline kind of uh, costs for each uh, and what's included for them. So hopefully it gives you an understanding um, of each uh, area um, and where we're up to and obviously where we need to be. So next slide please. So the building work. Um, so this is where we started in regards to putting a tender out to builders. Um, the one we selected originally came in at just shy of 317,000. This is all including VAT, just so you know. Uh, and we worked with, we wanted to work with them. Um, they were kind of the middle ground between the three we spoke to. Uh, and we worked with them to bring that price right down, which we call value engineering. And we actually got to the 250,000, which is obviously a bit more agreeable. And, um, re- yeah, we did a lot of work with them, looking at the whole building, where can we save money without compromising the quality um, and um, just finding that uh, good ground. So what does that £250,000 include? You'll have seen a lot of it uh, as you walked around the last couple of weeks. Uh, so the layout reconfiguration, um, it's also structural alterations, with which we've done quite a lot um, to get that layout, to open up the space, as you all kind of saw and said, wow, as you walked into um, raised the floor. That was obviously a lot of work involved in that. They've now poured the concrete slab, so that's looking uh, impressive now, um, forming the baptism pool. Um, plumbing, electrics, lighting, data, all of those all of those things that you have in a building. We started again. Everything got ripped out and started again. It was a bit of a spider's, spider's nest. Um, old old uh, consumable and all of that. So we had to start again to bring it up to um, standards to get it through building control. Um, but also to offer something that um, uh, we and also the people using the building would expect. 
ceilings, obviously they all went. Horrible suspended ceilings went. Pet hate of mine, so they've gone. Uh, that allowed us to put, obviously, the new infrastructure in. Windows and doors, we've got quite a few new of them. Plastering, joinery, and say some of these obvious ones, toilets, kitchens, uh, etc. So that's kind of the, the builder's remit, as they started with. They um, uh, are in charge of all of that. So if you go to the next slide. So under the builder's uh, remit are these additional costs. Um, now, I will say before I go any further that actually we had a contingency budget uh, within that 250,000. Um, so 12,000 pounds worth of that is kind of um, uh, accommodated. Um, so actually we're, we're effectively only uh, 8,000, uh, sorry, yeah, six, 8,000 um, over, over budget, if you like, from that 250,000. Um, so we're doing pretty pretty well on that sense. That's pretty good going for a project of this size, literally ripping it apart. And um, to a degree, you don't know what you're going to find as, as best as your surveys are. Um, so these are the things we found. We found that actually the plastering, now I've taken all of the wallpaper off, is pretty rubbish. Um, so we're having to replaster the whole building rather than uh, areas of it. Um, we're also having to, we decided to upgrade the ceiling hatches. Uh, it just gives a lot cleaner, neater designs through the whole building. And actually they're fire rated as well. So uh, building control, it's something building control wanted us to do. Um, we strengthened the bulkheads in the auditorium because the ventilation units we've put in. Um, and also we've done additional plumbing work so we can keep the... Um, the old system that's there. So effectively, that's it's cost-saving in the sense of we don't have to replace the whole system. We're doing extra work to, to, to work with what we've already got. Um, self-leveling some of the floors. Obviously, taking all the flooring out, we found that some of them are a bit rough. So we need to do some self-leveling. Not all the way through, thank, thank, uh, thank goodness. Um, and also, we found that... Um, We've needed to um, strengthen the roof of the auditorium, which, again, we didn't know until we ripped everything out. And we, had to, we were able to have a better look and um, got the structural engineers back in, and they said, yeah, you just need to do some strengthening. Again, nothing too crazy, but um, it's obviously something we need to do to make sure it's all up to, up to standard. Next slide, please. So, I've touched on some of this already. With a project like this, you've got, obviously you've got professional fees. Um, so, some of them, uh, so health and safety, building control, I've mentioned, structural engineers. But the council also put a condition on the building of change of use that we need to make sure sound didn't escape the building, uh, annoy the residents. So, we had to work with uh, acoustic engineers who came and surveyed it. You might have seen them one, one Sunday, they have all their microphones. Uh, and they've advised us really well, actually, uh, off the back of that. So these, this is money you just have to spend, if that makes sense, um, to, uh, to be advised and to do things correctly. Okay. Next slide. So uh, the fit-out is some of it we've done in advance, again, to say, help us save cost in the long run. But um, the big part will come um, once the building is build kind of finished. Um, so this is beyond the builder's remit. This is um, something that we'll do ourselves, or I will do. <laughs> um, so um, we've got quotes like we've done with the builders, uh, at least three quotes for all of this, and drilled the price down already. Um, so this is accurate pricing now. This isn't kind of PC sums. Um, and that I'll take you through this list is because it's important to understand what we've got to do beyond the builder. So access control, CCTV, and air conditioning, we first fixed. What that means is we've put cabling in, pipes in, et cetera, um, in advance of um, actually installing those items. 
We've done that because it's a lot cheaper and easier to do it now uh, because we've hidden all that um, infrastructure, if you like, in the ceilings. We don't, it stops us obviously having to pull ceilings down, cause a mess uh, later on. Therefore, it's cheaper to do it now. So it's kind of some future-proofing, some forward-thinking um, to save us money in the long run. So those things are there waiting for us to um, install them if and when we want to. The other items uh, we need to get on and do, some of which we've started, so the ventilation system, that monstrous uh, um, uh, unit you've seen in the bulk cases if you've been around, that has to be there because to stop sound escaping the building, all the new in, uh, windows in the auditorium are sealed. Therefore, fresh air can't come in that way, and therefore we have to bring it in another way. So that's what the ventilation systems are for. It's a building control requirement. Um, the intruder alarm, obviously we need to protect what we're putting in. Um, so we need an intruder alarm, you obviously have to fire alarm and extinguishers, um, so that will all be up to the correct specification. Uh, obviously lighting units, um, uh, so some of the light, all the lighting we're putting in is actually um, going to be LED lighting, so actually over the lifetime of when we're in the building we'll save thousands uh, using that kind of lighting. Um, just so you know, those things are being thought about in that kind of detail. Duction loop for the auditorium. Uh, we want to be able to accommodate um, everybody who comes, hence the disabled toilet and shower, etc. Uh, wider doorways, so induction loop will also support that. Network equipment, uh, that's the infrastructure putting into the building, all the data cabling, which will also help with the AV side of things in the auditorium and other rooms too for doing presentations, renting out to uh, uh, businesses. Roller shutters, that stuff to come down uh, in front of the building. That lovely glazed panel that I'm putting in that's recessed obviously could be also a very great great place for uh, kids to hang out. Um, so when we're not there, a roller shutter will come down so that, that alcove to the front, uh, people won't be able to go into it and the glass can't be smashed. <laughs> um, so in a sense, a cost-saving exercise for stopping anything like that happening. Uh, signage, um, um, we're going to obviously need some of that. Uh, um, roller blinds um, in some of the rooms, south facing especially, and we obviously need to kit it out with some furniture. So that is um, effectively phase one of the fit out, the stuff that you need to do to get the building ready for us to move into. Um, there is a phase two. But that is um, some of the stuff I've already mentioned in regards to second fixing the aircon, uh, buying more furniture, um, upgrading the AV equipment. But um, that is very much, um, you can do it once you've moved in, take your time, um, and you can do it if and when it's required. Um, so we're not necessarily worrying about phase two today, if that makes sense. Uh, that can come later. And actually, when you see, start to see a return on the building as well, doing it to this quality, so it gets rented out and used by people beyond us, uh, will obviously help uh, maybe buy some of that phase two stuff. So I think there's another slide on unit 13. When you came around the building, you would have also gone to Unit 13, I hope, uh, and seen that. And I think it's important to um, note this is uh, an extra building that wasn't originally um, uh, part of the plan, um, but obviously these guys decided that was a good idea to go for. Um, but you would be forgiven for not realising what we've done there. It was literally a shell uh, when that building was taken on. So um, on the, on the, on the right-hand side there is a list of everything we've actually done, which is um, a mini version, really, of the, big, of the main building. Professional fees had to go through building control, which I'm happy to say it passed this week, so it's all signed off. Um, but we had to do building work. We had to fireproof 
the mezzanine floor that's in there because we've got offices upstairs. We put a new central heating system in, electrics, data, um, and um, intruder alarm, fire extinguishers, flooring, furniture, kitchen, everything that you see when you walk into that building is basically new. And to um, uh, help the people that are obviously working there to, to provide what's needed for the food bank, closed bank, and the offices that will be upstairs for CAP, etc. So that is a good pack. Again, that I think was originally quoted at 38,000, 39,000 um, by a principal contractor who tend to be more expensive. Um, so again, we took this on ourselves and designed a project, managed it. Um, we saved us a lot, obviously a good chunk of money there. Um, so we're always looking at finding a ways of getting that quality we want, but indeed saving money at the same time um, and getting that right balance. So that is the figure for the completed figure for Unit 13. There's some decorating still to be done and some signage to go in, but that will be done when the main building is done to, okay, again, again, economy of scale. So should be one more slide as a final figure. So that is the final figure, just shy of 380,000 for, for everything, if you like, a compl two completed buildings and fitted out. Um, obviously, some of that um, figure has already been uh, sorted from gift Sundays before, but um, I won't say any more because I think Phil will take over this point and uh, I'll let him talk about that. That's Graham. Graham has done an amazing job of uh, pulling all this together. Thank you, Graham. Let's just thank him. think that they kind of moved here by accident in their perhaps their mind initially but actually you know God's in it when they come here and God provides such a gift like that at a time like this for us is just amazing. Um, so just to recap a little bit on finance then last year we took a gift day out we raised 226,000 and we tithed out of that money which is the right thing to do we tithed we felt that was the right thing as elders and trustees and we tithed and that money into the work of uh, Catalyst Network, part of New Frontiers, families of churches, uh, into World Mission. And uh, that was a good thing to do. We did that. And the rest of the money we've invested in doing this work. And because as time's gone on, obviously, as Graham has quite helpfully explained, things change and uh, we, other works get included in uh, what you're doing. Um, we took on Unit 13. I mean, when we'd moved into the main building the lime tree we said to the landlord if there's one of these units comes free maybe in a year's time we'll, we'd love to take it on and immediately we moved in a unit came free and we felt it was the right thing we felt that was God saying take that and we've taken that unit 13 and we've developed that so we've put money into that that we didn't budget for and we didn't allow for uh, but it was the right thing and it's serving our social action projects so well and it's a real blessing to that and a real help and uh, it was a good thing to do. Um, we've also been looking with the trustees at where we are with the rest of our finance. And so to be able to complete the work and see this through, we would like to be able to raise, through gift days, about £100,000. We we've got some money that we had in reserve uh, in, in the church that we've been putting aside. Some of it was in a building fund and various different bits we've put aside over years. So we are putting in... Did we say about 60,000, was it? Yeah, 60,000 pound out of our reserve money we are going to put into this building. But as you see, that would leave us around about 100,000 pound to finish that project. 
and to really move in there and see something really good that's going to serve us, serve what we're doing to the community and serve the community beyond that as well. So we'd like you to prayerfully think about what you could give to that. Uh, we're going to take a, a gift day up over the next two weeks, 4th and the 11th of March. And I would just ask you to pray into this. You know, we're looking to God. We're asking God. And uh, we're not uh, checking. I'm only checking my bank account. I'm not checking anybody else's. I'm checking my bank account. And I'm looking to God and saying, God, what is it you're going to enable me to give? What a, what a pleasure it is. What a joy it is to give to things. And I actually want to do this. And I want to do it with faith. I want to do it believing God's going to provide. And I would ask you to do the same. I'd ask you to pray and ask God what is appropriate to put into this. We'd love to see this finished. We we could move in, part done, and finish the rest off over a period of time. But I'm believing God's led us this far. And I'm believing God will finish the work he's begun. And I want you to have that kind of faith, that expectation, that we can fully uh, move in this ready done. And ready to actually use, not just for us, but for the community as well. And serve a wider thing. Uh, which God's given us. You know, we've got this prophetic word about filling that building for the peaks, to reach the peaks. And we want to do that. And we want to do that right from the start. We want to go in with that intent, with that vision, with that clarity. This is what we're about, is filling this place to reach the rest of the peaks and bring the kingdom of God right across the Peak District. It's in need. And it's out of this place that God's given us. It's a real blessing to us. And uh, I have the privilege of being there over during, on a Friday. We're down there as elders and we get to look at it, kind of the progress each week as it goes on. And it's a real blessing to see what's happening there and uh, just how well it's been managed. I say watching the costs, doing work, the workmanship is of a good quality and a high standard. And I just want to say, let's just get right behind completing this work. And say with an intent that we can be in there by the end of April. That's not far away. And we're going to start with that first service, which will be a baptismal service. And I want to say, anybody here, if you have not been yet baptized, please come and see us. We'd love that. We want to be a great celebration on that first Sunday back in there, where we baptize in our new shiny baptistry. And uh, we just give glory and honor to God for what he's doing. So can we pray? Let's just lift it before God, shall we? Say, we're looking to God to provide, ultimately. He's our provider. He's the one that does provides all our need. All comes from him. As Neil keeps reminding us, God owns all the donuts, not us. So let's just look to God, shall we? Lord, we thank you for how far we've come. We thank you, God, that this was your leading right from the very start into this building. We thank you for your provision so far. Lord, we thank you for the right builders. We thank you for the money to pay them. Lord God, we thank you, Lord, for Unit 13 and all that we've been able to do in that. Already, Lord, we thank you that you have been leading us through this. Now, God, I pray, would you lead us through with faith and expectancy, with clarity of vision of what you're about in these days. God, I pray that, Lord, over these next few weeks, you will provide all we need to finish this project. Lord, we thank you that the money is yours. It's all yours in the first place, God. And whatever we give, Lord, we give out of what you've already given to us. And so, Lord, I pray you'll stir our hearts to faith and action. Lord, we look to you. We thank you for your goodness. Amen. I've been uh, reading through parts of the Old Testament, bits that I've never read before. Uh, This week, going through Chronicles and reading about all the kings of Israel and Judah, some who were good, some who were bad. Um, 
we came across a guy called Amaziah, who was actually one of those guys that did, um, I've gone and lost it now, <laughs> um, there we go, uh, did good in the eyes of the Lord. Uh, he took a census of his army, found he had 300,000 troops, decided it wasn't enough, so spent 7,500 uh, £7, pounds of silver on hiring another 100,000 troops from foreign nations. A man of God came to him and said, no, you don't need to do that. God is with you. And he discharged those troops who were a little angry. But the man of God, uh, he says, basically, what am I going to do to get my money back? Uh, and the man of God replied and said, the Lord is able to give you much more than this. And I think that's a word for us. You know, it's, you know, we had a gift day a few months ago. Oh, I gave a lot of money into that. Why do I need to give more? God says to you, the Lord is able to give you much more than this.